Hello and welcome to today's podcast episode. Today's episode is a recording from a meeting, a scoliosis workshop that we had in November. We try to have a scoliosis workshop every month, the second Wednesday of the month at 7 o'clock p.m. uh, Mountain Standard Time. And we talk about a ton of things related to scoliosis. We talk about any questions that people have. And we also take questions from YouTube. And we do a YouTube live at, live at that time, too. So this is uh, the recording from that scoliosis workshop that we did in November. And we answer a lot of questions. There are some questions that come in from YouTube that were really good. So hopefully this is helpful in your journey with scoliosis. And hopefully it helps you to uh, learn something. So that's that's kind of the, the main purpose of this. So if you like what you hear, you can always go on, on YouTube. Uh, Align Therapy Utah is our YouTube. And you can go on and see our monthly workshops. And I'll try and post them here as well. So hopefully you enjoy this workshop. Thanks. I think we're live. Can someone can someone check that? <laughs> Sorry for the technical difficulties. Um, we we had we've got we've got to mute myself over there. We're just checking. There's a little bit of a delay. <laughs> That's good to know. Um, welcome to our first scoliosis workshop. It started out with a a gong hit after we had a lot of uh time time wasted and i'm sorry that we had it perfectly we had it going really well and then it was time to go live and then it just was the spinning wheel of death so i apologize for that but we have some here in the clinic we hopefully have some online that have joined us and i want to go through a few things we'll go a little bit quicker because we don't have a ton of time today uh, after the technical stuff and but I want to I want to go over scoliosis and some things that we want to we want to discuss. So we have some uh, people online that can ask questions. We have people here that can ask questions. Uh, so let's let's just get started. A little bit of background on me. Uh, I was I graduated physical therapy school in 2007. Um, I worked in an outpatient orthopedics clinic for a little while, eight years. And I, I really liked orthopedics. I got my orthopedic uh, specialty certification. And then I went, uh, I started to not really like the corporate side of, of physical therapy. And I, and I wanted to get into what I wanted to do and treat how I wanted to treat. And so I started my own practice in 2015. And I started to really realize that there wasn't anything related to scoliosis. That, that there was for conservative treatment and conservative management. So I decided that in 2015, I would get certified in the Schroth method, which is a method that we use to treat scoliosis. And uh, then we just kind of went from there. Now, about 65% of our patients are scoliosis or a little bit more lately. And so, um, hold on, we have a vacuum about to go. Another technical difficulty. <laughs> we put the vacuum out. Uh, so, where was I? 
Uh, I also got trained in the C's approach through um, ISICO, which is the Italian method of scoliosis treatment. The Schroth method is from Germany. We'll talk a little bit more about that. Um, and now we, we have a clinic with four therapists and we see a lot of scoliosis. Um, one of our therapists, Janessa, is here with us today. So <laughs> she, she did a little woohoo, if you couldn't hear that. Uh, so let's let's talk a little bit about scoliosis. I, I think one of the one of the things that I was thinking of when we started this, when I decided to do this workshop, is why should you listen to me? And I think that's a couple of reasons. I, I don't pretend that I know everything about scoliosis, and I, I definitely am not the the authority on all things scoliosis. But I do think that I see a lot of scoliosis. My clinic, we see a lot of scoliosis, a lot more scoliosis than, than most other clinics in Utah, and, and probably a lot, a lot more than a lot of places in the country. So I do think that we have, we have a lot of knowledge and a lot of experience with this. So, um, and I'm very passionate about it. I know, I know a lot about scoliosis and I love treating scoliosis. So that's another reason to, to maybe listen to me. So let's talk about what scoliosis is. Uh, scoliosis is a curvature in the spine that, that goes side to side. So we have a spine here, and if we look at someone from the side, we see natural curves in the spine. We have a lordosis, a kyphosis, and a lordosis in the neck. Those are natural curves, and they should be there. Here's the head, here's the pelvis. If we look from the front or the back, it should be a fairly straight spine. Any, any curve that goes side to side we call scoliosis. And it, it just so happens that most scoliosis goes right in the thoracic spine up top and to the left in the lumbar spine. We don't know why, but that is the majority of scoliosis cases. And so some people talk about it's because people are right-handed, but that's not, I've seen left-handed people with right-sided curves, so that doesn't really fit. Another thing that a lot of people don't realize is we have a curve that goes to the right in the thoracic spine and it rotates toward the right. And so what happens is the ribs here that are attached onto the, the transverse process of the vertebrae, they rotate back on the right side and forward on the left side. And so the shoulder blade that's sitting on top of the ribs rotates back with that. And so that's one of the biggest things that we notice with scoliosis is the shoulder blades are uneven. And because the shoulder blades are uneven, you pick up on the asymmetries. So the biggest thing with scoliosis that we see is asymmetries. So something that's not the same as the other side. Uh, the other thing that we can see in scoliosis is a pelvic imbalance where the pelvis is shifted to one side or the other. And that um, could definitely be because of a thoracic curve or a lumbar curve, it just depends what, what type of scoliosis that is. So in, in back in the olden days, it was called kyphoscoliosis. There still are some cases called kyphoscoliosis, but this is the kyphosis. And it was thought that scoliosis had an increase in the kyphosis, but it was really just the rib prominence because of the rotation. Scoliosis actually has a flattening of the spine that that makes it straighter, but you see the rib prominence, which makes it look like a kyphosis. So that's, uh, that's scoliosis. Any, uh, any questions on what it is?
or any clarifications I can make. So my, my son Dawson is uh, my tech guy today. Well, he's not my tech guy, I was the tech guy. That's why it was so delayed. He's gonna read our comments if we have any comments. Any, any questions or comments so far on that? Nope, okay, so let's move on. Uh, what causes scoliosis? We, we don't know what causes scoliosis most of the time. In most cases, it's idiopathic, meaning we don't know the, the cause. Um, in some cases, it is a known cause, like a birth defect that causes the vertebrae to be shaped a little bit differently. Uh, neurological problems that can create one side having more weakness than the other side. There are, there are a lot of different causes that, that can contribute to scoliosis, but the majority of the time, we're seeing scoliosis because of uh, idiopathic scoliosis in adolescents or degenerative scoliosis in adults. So a degenerative scoliosis in adults, we know the cause as long as they didn't have it when they were adolescents. So that's, uh, that's a little bit about scoliosis. And if you have questions, just type them into the, into the comments and into the questions and, and Dawson will raise his hand for you and ask me the question. But I wanna go over um, a few things about scoliosis. One of the questions that I get asked a lot is how, like, like how bad is it? How bad, bad is the scoliosis curve? So we have four, four groupings for this. The first group, if this falls, it's also Dawson's fault. Just kidding, it's my fault, I put it up here. So the first group is zero to 10 degree scoliosis. We don't even call this scoliosis. So that's, that's not really scoliosis. It could have just been how you're standing and how you're standing weird or off. I guess that's nine, nine degrees. So then we have 10 degrees to 24 degrees. This is mild scoliosis. Uh, we'll talk more about this, but in this category, we do conservative treatment. PSSE, Physiotherapeutic Scoliosis Specific Exercise. It's a mouthful. It really just means exercise specific to scoliosis. That's what we do here. Uh, this. We don't do a whole lot of aggressive things here. Um, let's see if I have a different color here. There we go. So then we get into 20, I can't even see that one. So we're gonna get into 25 to about 45 degrees. So this, these are the moderate curves. Moderate curves are bigger curves. They have more progression and we tend to get a little more aggressive with those. That's when we brace and do things like that. So I'll put 45 to, well, infinity, whatever. I've never seen an infinity curve, but I guess it's possible. Um, these are the severe curves. Severe curves are when we get quite a bit more aggressive, when we do surgery, when we uh, look at doing things like that. So infinity. I think the biggest curve I've seen is 114 degrees so far. So that's, that's a big curve, very tight curve. Um, but in these, in, these, uh, in these categories, it's not always, you can't just look at someone and tell if they have a severe, moderate, or mild curve. Sometimes the severe ones, yes. But the rotation is what we notice the most in the pelvic imbalance. And so we can't just look at someone and say, 
Now, wow, that's a huge curve because they might just have a lot of rotation and not as much, not as much of a curve. Um, but those are the, the categories. The way that scoliosis is measured, so if we have a scoliosis curve that looks like this, it's measured using a, a Cobb angle, C-O-B-B. And this is just quick, I'm, I'm not trying to teach anyone how to measure Cobb angles, but the upper end vertebrae, or the vertebra that is at the higher end of the curve, we draw a line along that. And then the vertebrae that's at the bottom of the curve, we draw a line along that. If I extend these out, where those, where those meet, we would measure that angle, and that would be our Cobb angle. So that's how we're looking at these degrees, is by measuring the Cobb angle. We're not going to go far into that, because that's a little bit further than we need to go with this discussion. Um, but maybe in the future, maybe in the future, this can come off a little easier. Um, maybe in the future, we'll, we'll talk about that. So I want to talk about treatment options based on these categories. So depending on which category you're in determines what we do for treatment. So if we look at the zero to nine degrees or zero to 10 degrees, we, we really don't treat these. Um, we're watching them, we're making sure that they're not going anywhere. Sometimes I'll work on posture with patients with, uh, with zero to nine or 10 degree curves, but I'm not uh, going really hardcore in Schroth or, or C's approach stuff. So we don't really do much with that. 10 to 24 degrees. This is where, this is before bracing, this is where we're doing scoliosis specific exercise. So the Schroth method is, is our preferred method here. With young kids, I like to use the C's approach, which is, which is the Italian method. Uh, we want to use those to get the muscles to correct for the, the spinal curve as much as we can. In kids, the goal is to correct for that as much as we can so that as their spine continues to grow, it doesn't grow further into the scoliosis curve. With adults, we're doing Schroth method things to try and fight against gravity that's actually going the opposite direction rather than growth. So, so in the mild category, I'm gonna put here PSSE, Physiotherapeutic Scoliosis Specific Exercise. There will be a quiz on that at the end. Uh, so PSSE, other things, we can do strengthening, things like that in this group as well. So moderate curves, in adolescence, moderate curves are progressive curves and they require bracing. So in adolescence, we do bracing. In adults, there's a, a lot of controversy on bracing. Um, oh, Dawson raised his hand. Greta asks, what age range do we consider for kids? So when I'm talking about adolescence, I'm talking about from 10 to about 18. Um, you know, when they're growing in the growth spurt period, kind of around puberty. If we're talking about young kids, that's, that's something that I didn't talk about. Young kids, we have juvenile, we have infantile scoliosis. Um, those are quite a bit younger. It's really hard to do 
scoliosis exercise with those. So when we talk about kids, we're talking about uh, adolescents mostly. Great question. So if we're talking about kids in this category, we are bracing those curves. So braces, they're, they're worse than braces on your teeth. Um, and bracing kind of sucks. And we want to keep the curve in this category if we can. If we can't, bracing is effective. It's not the most fun and we don't like doing it, but it is helpful to keep the curve from progressing. It's been shown to be helpful in the research to keep it from progressing. Um, so that's in that category. If we talk about adults with scoliosis, adults with scoliosis, it's a little bit different. We don't usually brace adults with scoliosis. And there are many reasons for that, but bracing in adults, we have a stiffer spine. It's very uncomfortable. We do have someone that's here that is a patient. Were you braced? No? Okay. So I have a few adult patients who have been braced and it's it's pretty uncomfortable because the spine is stiffer. It's harder to, to get purchase on, on where it needs to, to push on and it's just not uh, not that comfortable. Second reason is that it makes the muscles weak. If the brace is supporting you, then the muscles don't have to do that. And so the, the muscles get kind of weak with that. We don't have to worry about that as much with adolescents and kids. They're active, they're using their muscles quite a bit differently. They don't tend to atrophy as much as adults. So sorry adults, but you atrophy quicker. Um, Bracing can be helpful in adults. I have a few few patients who have been braced and they they have really enjoyed it, but um, the majority usually say that it's painful and uncomfortable. And there's not any research to really show that bracing in adults actually reduces progression of the curve. So I don't usually brace in this. In in this for adults, we're still using PSSE. Um, because it is still effective. It's still a curve that can be affected by that. So now let's move here, let's let's do this here. Now let's move to the severe curves. Severe curves, if we're talking about an ad adolescent, here's where we start talking about surgery. Uh, there, there are a few different options with surgery. There's the regular fusion that, that's done the fusions that are done nowadays are quite a bit different than the fusions that were done back, you know, 30 years ago. They're much better, they're much uh, more precise and they keep the, the curves of the spine a lot better. But there are other options surgically that have come out recently and, and uh, we have a podcast and I did a podcast episode with Dr. Smith up at Primary Children's. He talks about vertebral body tethering which is kind of the, it's not really the new kid on the block anymore because it's been around for a while and it has, has FDA approval now. But when I first started uh, treating scoliosis, BBT was kind of a, BBT was kind of a, not a pipe dream because it was really, it was really happening, but it wasn't being used that much. And now we're seeing great results with it. BBT, I think we'll talk about that uh, in another time. But basically what it is, if we, if we draw that spine again in the curve, it anchors the sides of the vertebrae with a, a tether so that when the kid grows, so this is only for adolescents that are still growing, 
as the child grows and the spine lengthens, this side doesn't lengthen, but the concave side does, which causes some correction in the spine. So because of how it works, it's usually only for adolescents. For adults, there there is one clinic I know of doing tethering on adults. It's, uh, I think they're in, uh, I don't remember, Virginia or something. And they're doing this on adults, getting as much correction as they can and using that tether to, to stop it from progressing. So um, I think we'll see a lot more advances in minimally invasive uh, scoliosis surgery. But I think right now, if you're not an adolescent with a progressive curve that's been caught in time, uh, I think adults, I mean, fusion is kind of the gold standard right now. There are other smaller surgeries that can be done for pain relief, but once it gets to a certain point in adults right now, it kind of has to be fused. Dawson has another question. Joshua at Zorin. It, uh, it depends what's, how old you are actually. If it's thir 31 years of age, so if it's 31, let's go with both scenarios. 31 years of age, um, I think the Schroth method and, and the PSSE is, is your best option. I think um, for adults with scoliosis that are trying to, to control the curve, I think that's the best option. Unless you have a severe curve, well, you know, in adults, severe curves can be very progressive and they need, they need something to, to stop them from getting worse. So I don't know how big the curve is. Um, but if it's 31 degrees, it depends um, if you're an adolescent or if you are uh, an adult. So thanks for the question. Next question. Okay, so this question's asking about what would treatment look like? Would we take x-rays? Would we do chiropractic type things? Uh, let's save that question for, for a little bit. I wanna get into that, but I wanna finish talking about this first. Um, because uh, here we definitely treat it a little bit different than that. So we were talking about surgery in severe curves. Uh, I think surgery has come a long way in adults. I mean, would you agree with that? <laughs> yeah, so surgery's come a long way. It used to be that, you know, don't do it no matter no matter what, unless you're, you know, basically on your deathbed. That's not the case anymore. And it can be really helpful. I've had patients that were fracturing their ribs on their pelvis and there was nothing else that we could do. Then something's gotta stop progression of the curve. If we can't do it conservatively, and we will try with, PSSE, with Schroth, with anything we can get, but if it just doesn't stop progressing, then something has to be done uh, to protect the organs, to protect your posture, and, and things like that. So severe curves are a challenge to treat, uh, but they're actually, my adult severe scoliosis is one of my favorite things to treat because we see big results. Not, res not a huge result in the Cobb angle, that's not what we're going for. It's improving posture, improving 
symmetry, improving strength, reducing pain, all those things. Those are, those are the things that we want. Whether the Cobb angle changes or not, well, we don't want it to get worse, but whether it changes in, in a good way, that's less of a concern. With adolescence, that is the main concern as it progressing, so. All right, um, okay. Any, any other questions on, on that? No, okay. So let's uh, switch gears a little bit and let's talk about, I'm not a, I'm not a surgeon, so I'm not gonna talk about surgery. Uh, well, I, I already did talk about surgery a little bit, but I'm not a surgeon, so I'm not gonna go too far into that. Uh, hopefully in the future as we do more of these, I'll have uh, surgeons come and, and talk a little bit about their craft. But right now, let's talk about my craft, uh, not Minecraft, my craft, Dawson. I, Dawson was excited for a minute. Um, so PSSE, there are a few different types of PSSE. There's the Schroth method, there's the C's approach, there's the Lion method, there's a, quite a few from Europe. Uh, but the main one that has been researched and shown to be effective is the Schroth method. And that's the one that I chose in this clinic to focus on because I wanted it to be research-backed. That's one thing as we talk about treatments, uh, where, wherever you're going for treatment, make sure you ask what the research is behind the method that they're using because there are a lot of treatment techniques out there for scoliosis. And I would say there's maybe five that are, are very research-backed. So if you are getting treatment, um, make sure that the person has some research to back what they're doing. So that, that's a big thing. So the Schroth method is what we use here at Align Therapy. Uh, the question before was, what does treatment look like? So initially, I do like to, to treat someone that has had an x-ray. So I, we don't have to evaluate, we don't have to have an x-ray before we evaluate someone, but it is nice, it is handy to have. Um, and during the course of treatment, I'd want them to get an x-ray. So we need the x-ray, we don't take them here. We use surface topography here in this clinic to look at what the back is looking like in three dimensions. It actually is more helpful for what we do than an x-ray would be. Um, and then we evaluate strength and flexibility and where the curve is, how it's affecting posture, how it's affecting all those things. And then we develop a, a treatment plan. Treatment plan usually involves probably some strengthening for the things that are weak, but mainly we jump into scoliosis specific exercise using the Schroth method most of the time. And then after we've progressed with some exercises, you do them at home, and then we teach you more exercises, you do them at home, and then we start to refine the exercises. And that's what takes longer, is not learning the exercises, but learning to do them well. And then as you do them well, we see the benefits of the pain relief and the reduction in the asymmetries and improved posture and things like that. So it's not the fastest process. And I think that's why a lot of times people gravitate to chiropractic and they gravitate to massage and things like that because it's the quick fix. It's something that you don't have to work as much for, but um, it, it just doesn't have the research to back what they're doing, at least what I've seen. So that's kind of a quick overview of what we do. The Schroth method is really designed 
around breathing techniques to expand the concavities and derotate the spine and use muscle activation to help correct for things. Um, it's kind of hard to describe without going through it and experiencing it, but that's uh, that's kind of the, the roundabout way of explaining what it is. Um, let's see. I, I do think strengthening and yoga and Pilates and things like that are helpful. And I think that that they can do really well with strengthening and pain relief. But as far as affecting the curve, the research hasn't shown that that's as effective. So, um, okay. Well, we got a few more minutes. Any other questions? Anything that you came specifically to ask about? Okay, you're gonna get me on my soapbox now. <laughs> because that historically, you know, it's not it's not something that we talked about uh, before today, well, before in this presentation, but historically it's been a wait and see approach. It's been a, okay, you're diagnosed with scoliosis. Let's wait and see if it gets worse. And then in six months you come in and get another x-ray. Whoa, that got worse. Let's see, let's see in six months and see if it got more worse. And then they see you again. Oh, that curve got worse. And and it's this kicking the can down the road until you need bracing or surgery. I, I think it's that should not be the standard of care now. And I think going to uh, physicians that know about Schroth and know about scoliosis specific exercise, I think they they have a duty to tell people about it, and they're not. And it's, it's very frustrating. I, we do work with some great surgeons that do refer for that, but I think the majority still don't. And I think that's where, where, the, where the bottleneck is because these kids are usually diagnosed, um, well, I forgot to repeat your question. The question was, <laughs> what, what do we do with, with kids with scoliosis that I mean, how do we get the word out? Maybe not how do we get the word out, just that there is something that can be done. They're usually diagnosed at a pediatrician office, and then they're referred out to, if it's bad enough, they're referred out to a surgeon, and the surgeon says, let's wait until it gets worse, or we'll brace. And a lot of times, the next six months, if they're in a growth spurt, they've progressed if they're going to progress. Once progression happens, it's hard to reverse that, that progression. We do see in the Schroth method that we can get a five to 10 degree reduction if they're very consistent and faithful with their exercises. But if you're at a 45 degree curve, maybe that can get you down to 35, but how awesome would that have been at 20 degrees to reduce it five degrees? So so I mean, I'm, I'm on the same page. And, 
and I think, um, I mean, I, with anything that is surgical, I would do, especially big spine fusions, I would do everything I can up to that point to stop it from progressing to this category. If it gets to this category, I'm not anti-surgery in any way. But why don't we do more here to stop it from getting there? And I think it's, well, I wouldn't even say it's a lack of education at this point, because I've, I've tried to educate a lot. And I think sometimes it's just habit. Physicians just are in the habit of, of sending or going in a specific direction. So I don't know. It's a tough nut to crack. But yeah. Uh, did that answer the question? Right, right. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm going to repeat that because I don't know because this is the mic here. But um, yeah, it's insurance based and finance based. And yeah, your your example of you have a 65 degree curve and they tell you to take an aspirin. It's like, well, that's great, but how about we actually do something about it? Um, and, and I do think it is financially motivated a lot of times to not refer for things like this because, oh, maybe your insurance won't cover it or it's gonna cost X amount to, to treat it. How much is that? $1.2 million. <laughs> yeah. $1 million. Holy, and that's a big fusion. That's a big fusion. Um, yeah. They're not concerned about the financial cost to patients. And yet, a lot of times it's financially motivated to not refer for conservative treatment because it might be expensive. When, what if we stop it from getting here? You know, not that we always can, but I mean, wouldn't, wouldn't that be nice? Doss, did you have a, another question? So virtual treatment, I do virtual treatment with people who can come here for an evaluation. Uh, it's really hard to evaluate someone's back virtually. I can't, we do follow-ups and things virtually. It's not ideal, but we have done that in the past. Um, but ideally, we need to see it in the clinic. At least for that evaluation, if, if not more. I mean, ideally, this is something that's done in person. So if you are near someone who practices the Schroth method, I, I would definitely look them up. You can go to the Schroth Barcelona Institute online. Uh, I think it's schrothbarcelonainstitute.com or something like that. Or the BSPTS, that's the school that I was trained in and you can look up Schroth therapists that are, that are in the area. What's the other one? A non-bulky brace. Uh, for, for an adolescent or an adult, for an adolescent, I mean, they're all, the ones that work are rigid braces, they're not soft braces. And they, like I said before, they kind of suck. They have to push on certain areas and, and they might be bulky. Some have a lot of padding on the inside, which makes them bulkier. So if you can look for a, a a Rigo or a Chanot brace that, that usually has less padding on the inside and it's a little thinner plastic. So, yeah. 
say thanks. So Janessa said a lot of her patients ask, do, do they have to do it for the rest of their life? Different categories have different responses to this. So zero to nine degrees, no. 10 to 24, if you're an adolescent and you're done growing, that's probably a no, unless you're having back pain, then continue. Moderate curves, the closer you get to 45 degrees, the more I want you to continue it later in life. Uh, these, if they don't have surgery, um, yes, definitely. That's something that you continue. Post-surgical, it is something that you still continue because, I mean, the orientation of the spine and the, the structure of the spine is altered. Um, for, for these two, when you're done growing, it's not as urgent. And when you are older and you start shrinking, it becomes more urgent. <laughs> so, um, Kind of depends on the curve and the flexibility and stiffness. So good question on that. Um, so let's see. I think any other questions online? Oh. Eight-year-old. Eight so that's a juvenile scoliosis curve. Still responds to Schrock, but I usually use C's uh, techniques with with a kid that young. They can understand it better than that. So I would. I would look up somebody who does the C's approach near you, and that'd be my method of choice for that. If they can't come here, I'd love to see them. I'd love to see eight-year-olds. Five-year-olds are a little tough. Eight-year-olds are great. Um, while we're on that topic, that we do have a a patient who is a leader of a, a scoliosis support group called the Curvy Girls, and that's up in the Layton area of Utah. So if anyone's watching this and they are an adolescent with scoliosis, uh, just a big plug for the curvy girls. Support is really helpful. I know a lot of teenagers are gonna say, you know, I got this, this isn't a problem, I'm not dealing with anything, but it, it affects you more than you think and it affects the teenagers more than they let on. And so if you can get in touch with other kids that are dealing with the same thing, I think it's huge huge, hugely helpful. Um, so a plug for the curvy girls and at, yeah, and they're nationwide. So there are chapters all over the place. So wherever you are, look up the curvy girls. If you are an adolescent girl or younger than adolescent, um, great support group. That's been going for a while. Um, and then a plug for, for next month, we'll do this again. This is our first one. Next time we're not gonna have any technical difficulties. It's going to be amazing, and uh, and we'll do more questions. Uh, give a little more information. I'll try to vary the information a little bit so that you can still get something out of this, and uh, hopefully it was helpful. And yeah, we today we were in this morning we were in Anaheim, California, and we drove back today through three different snowstorms and made it back at like six o'clock, and so. <laughs> That may have been why we had a little technical difficulty because we didn't do any <laughs> dress rehearsal beforehand because we didn't have time. So thanks for being patient with us. And uh, yeah, I, I think we'll see you next month. 
And if you haven't subscribed to the channel, subscribe to the channel so you can get an alert and uh, and, <clears throat> and things like that before we do something like this. So thanks. <laughs>